Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Okay, I'm doing well too. I'm gonna do my intro. Hi guys, welcome to Sleepover Talks. It's your host Christina. Today we have my beautiful friend on being a single mother, husband in her life, and pregnancy and everything else that come and played with it. So can you give the audience a one minute bio about you and a fun fact? Sure. So um, my name is Portia. I am 36 years old. I reside in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am a single mother and also HR professional. I currently work for Amazon and I received my master in organizational management and human resources in 2018. And I enjoy walking, doing yoga. I enjoy tarot, reading books, writing poetry. I enjoy singing and just spending time with my daughter. I also enjoy makeup too. I, I like. I would like to just go to beauty school just for the hell of it and just get my that license. That would be fun, right? Makeup for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your fun fact? Fun fact about me. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know. I like to twerk in the mirror when my daughter's not here. Oh gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you you can still be thirty in El Fuego, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting close to forty, but I'm I'm still El Fuego, so. Do you, sis? You got this. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple questions, and then if at any of this time, if you want to add any questions or anything, you more than likely you can. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started. Is that good? That's fine. Okay, so how did being a mom change you? So being a mom changed me because I had to learn how to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Not saying that being selfish is bad. I think there's a good way of being selfish and then a bad way. But you basically literally learn how to give up certain things for your yeah. child. And mm-hmm. um, it made me go harder in life yeah. having my daughter. Because at the end of the day, bills have to be paid. Mouths have to get fed. Things yeah. have to be done. Even if you're tired, you're running on two hours of sleep, you got to get up for work, do school papers, you know, you're on your grind. So um, it changed me in the sense of learning how to sacrifice more, learning mm-hmm. how to be more um, perseverance, learning how to just be determined and motivated in everything that I do and just, just being confident also as a yeah. mother. And it also taught me how to stand up for myself because... Mm-hmm you'll get to a point in time where your kid gets older and you're going to have to teach them how to stand up for yourself. So how can you teach your child that if you don't have the confidence to do so? That's true. And I think that goes back to the whole, you got to learn how to love yourself first. Yes. And I think if you don't know how to do that on your own, how can you expect to your relationships to flourish? Correct. You know, Self-love is the best love. That's that's my saying. <laughs> it is. So when you found out when you were pregnant, how was your, like, what were your feelings? Like, what were your emotions? Like, were you excited, sad? What was it like? It was bittersweet. And yeah. I say that because I just found out I accepted to graduate school uh-huh. and found out I was pregnant at the same time. So I had a pregnancy test in one hand, the acceptance letter <laughs> in another hand. And I was at a friend's house. I didn't have any symptoms. I just told her, hey... You know, um, I just want to take a test. And yeah. she had an extra one at the house. I took it, saw the plus sign, and I cried <laughs> on her shoulder and said, how am I going to finish grad school? You know, I just started a new job in L.A. doing HR. Like, how yeah. am I going to be able to do all this, you know, at the same time? Together, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't a good time for me. But I think as the pregnancy went on, 
I did a lot there with my emotions because I, I grew up very a religious Christian background. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. when my parents found out I was pregnant out of lock, they weren't happy with that. Um, I was told I, I understand. <laughs> I told I, I told I failed. You know, I have all these degrees, yeah. you know, I, I finished nine years of military service and all of a sudden mm-hmm. wind up with a baby out of wedlock. And me and my daughter's dad weren't together at the time. He he just left on his own while I was at work, yeah. while I was pregnant, which at the time wow. I didn't know. So it was a lot going on. And my dad was very supportive. He's a pastor, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. He said that he would be my rock. He would be supportive. He always wanted to be a grandfather. And even Aww. though it didn't happen the way he wanted it to be, yeah. he would still be there for me. So he's been my rock. Even now that my daughter's three, he's still there. My mom has came along um, down the way as time went on. She's, she's gotten better. I'm glad your dad was there for you and to help you during those times, you know, because I'm sure being in that situation is hard on any person. Like with me, when I had my pregnancy scare, last year and yes. that was like a big life change you know like oh my gosh can that be possible is it not possible you know so and definitely is from that from like the dad leaving and everything uh i would just say just learning how to be confident believing in myself i would always imagine mm-hmm. what kind of mother i would want to be for my daughter mm-hmm. and that is basically what kept me going it, it was like okay this happened already I can't yeah. go back and change it. I've decided to keep this child and to mm-hmm. just raise her. So, you know, let's look at baby names. Let's look at baby clothes. Let's look at furniture. Yeah. You know, what? You know all that stuff. You know, what is she going to look like? I, I kind of made pregnancy a celebration as time went mm-hmm. on. And it didn't matter whether her father was there or not. It didn't matter if he was paying child support or not. At the end yeah. of the day... I was going to be there for my child and regardless, regardless and just buying the different items and and expecting her to come was very motivating. And that's what kept me going. I'm glad it did. How has being a single mom made an impact in your life? Has it been hard? Has it been easy? How did you overcome those obstacles? I would say it's both. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I say that because, um, you know, the way our society is set up, um, if you, you know, become educated and have a lot going for yourself, let's say if you fall off the throne a little bit, um, uh-huh. they're not really willing to help you. So you have, to, yeah. you have to find ways to make money. And I don't mean in bad ways, because I'm an ethical person. At the end of the day, I'm going to make sure me and my daughter, you know, we have. Yeah, you're going to do your but, stuff. But yeah. I think the COVID and just being a single mom on its own taught me how to hustle hard in a positive uh-huh. way and be a good example for my daughter um so i would say it's 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 easy and hard i think raising her as a newborn uh-huh. until she was one and a half was easy because she slept a lot because that's what newborns <laughs> do and you know yeah. i breastfed and things like that and it was like she wasn't really active when she was able to start walking is when mm-hmm. shit got real if that makes sense um <laughs> yeah so that's when it really got real. She started to get into everything. She's talking more, you know, she's able to pick up words. Not that I'm, I'm really yeah. a potty mouth, but there's other people that have babysitted her and they would cuss. Mm-hmm. And then she would pick up the cuss words. And then I'm like, Oh my God. Just like, I remember coming back from Vegas with my sister and I was like, look, uh-huh. baby, we're at state line. And she said, Oh, lit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, I think she That's was funny. Cuss. And I'm like, I was like, say that again. And she was like, Oh, lit. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't know that they pick up 
things like that. Because they pick about about that. I think it's important, like, in my child development classes, we have talked about having role models around kids. You know, you want to have that important, you know, role model around them, especially with language. You know, you want to be there for that person. You don't want somebody that is, like, not great for them, you know. And I think it's also important when you have a child in the womb to also be careful what you say because I feel like that's when they can also maybe pick up on the language as well. Yeah, they're you connected know? to you. They're connected to you. Yeah. I used to read to her um, when I was pregnant. Um, uh-huh. She still remembers teeny little super guy from Sesame Street to this day. Oh, wow. Um, the Jingle Bells um, tune, she remembers to this day. Um, she listens to a lot of, I listen to a lot of Mariah Carey when I was pregnant. So she <laughs> screams a lot and she sings a lot. And any Mariah Aww. Carey song that comes on, she gets really excited. Fantasy was the main song I listened to. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with her. <laughs> no, I can't go wrong. So what what has it taught you? Like what kind of lessons that being a mother has taught you? Like compared to like you know just being as your own person, what has what kind of lessons have you learned from this? Okay, so I did say earlier, self love is the best love, and I would say yeah. also that self care is the best care. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times. Especially, I would say for people of color, because mm-hmm. things have been different for us when it comes to like yeah. our grandparents and great grandparents and so forth. Um, they were taught just to hustle, to work hard till you died, work your hands till the bone, yeah. you know. And what I've learned is that as a mother, whether you're a single mom or you're married or in a relationship and have a child, it's uh-huh. important to take time for yourself because if if not, you will snap. Your kids will have you yeah. up to here with the things that they do. So it's important <laughs> to have self-care. Have at least two to three backup babysitters and say, yo, I want to yeah. take a solo date or I'm going out on a date tonight or I want to just get out of the house. I just want to go there. Yeah, I, right. I need, yeah. Or I want to hang out with friends or have a girls night with your friends. I need someone to yeah. watch my child and you can yeah. you if you you know have the money and the luxury and the opportunity to do so you know you get that break and that's why I stress the importance of education because it there are a lot of things you can't do when you're in poverty and there's a lot of things you can't yeah. do when you don't have the money that you need to make things happen so not, exactly. not knocking anybody that gets on assistance or anything because that's what it's for it's there to get you off your feet but the whole thing is yeah. that once you start getting degrees and you know making good money on your job and you might fall off a little bit due to like you know covid or you know being or anything else. or whatever you know assistance really doesn't want to help you i mean no i look at this covid thing as a blessing in disguise because you know there are people that are able to get assistance even if they have a master's degree or whatever the case may be because uh-huh. it's a pandemic that we're dealing with so um money provides you the luxury to get a break from your children or child so yeah um I I would say that that would be the most important thing that I've learned because if you get caught up in I have to take care of my kid I have to make things happen I'm supposed to be strong not supposed to um you don't have time to myself I I don't want to sound rude when I say this but I literally had someone tell me that you're not supposed to get break like the white folks and I said, what does that wow. mean? I said, what does that mean? Like, because I'm not white that I can't, I, I can't have a break from my child. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't care what color you are. If you are a mother, whether you're married, a single parent, or you're in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. please learn to take breaks. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with color. Learn and how it's to, not selfish it, either. It's not selfish either. Take breaks. Learn how to take breaks from your kid. Have those backup babysitters in line, but also <laughs> balance where you're spending time with your child too. You know, I, I yeah. do a lot with my child now. She's three, so we have gelato together. I take her to the park. Um, 
Can't go wrong. Right. When COVID <laughs> ends, she's going to go to the Hello Kitty Cafe with me. It's just, I'm waiting oh. for this stuff to end, you know? I I definitely know how you feel about it. I feel like also this whole COVID-19, I think it's another, I was having a conversation with my hairstylist. Like, I feel like this is a year where people can really dive down into like, you know, I don't want to be at this job. I don't want to be at the school. I want to like reinvent myself. So I think that's another opportunity to be, to have this year, you know? Yeah. So basically I can kind of touch on that. So basically what happened with me is right before COVID hit, I was mm-hmm. having a hard time finding um, proper uh, child care for my child. Basically, she was having mm-hmm. issues with daycare. I'm getting rashed, even though she was potty trained, and I've been working mm-hmm. with her. And I was trying to put her in a Montessori because my daughter's very intelligent. She already uh, sings in foreign languages. She likes to yodel. Mm-hmm. Um, she draws. She's just very artistic. She plays the drums and the piano already. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and put her in a Montessori. Um, I was like a day shy of registration. There was a, a minor issue that happened. Basically, my job paid me late. So when I got to work mm-hmm. and told them she won't be registered till tomorrow, they basically fired me. So, oh, wow. yeah, so I was unemployed with my child. I was freaking out because, you know, I do everything for myself. I'm the main provider. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to ask my family for any help. So um, COVID hit next. And, you know, it actually was, I used it to my advantage. I was able to get extra mm-hmm. for unemployment. I was basically making the same amount I was making, um, like I was working. Um, mm-hmm. I started being a cuddle therapist. I became a professional, um, uh, with it. Basically I got certified. I'm level two. Um, and basically, Congrats. What, yeah, thank you. If anybody knows what cuddle therapy is, basically you're just hugging people. You're hugging them while they're watching TV or while you're listening <laughs> to music and you get paid. So, um, it, it's nothing sexual with it. I made great money doing it. I also mentor for it. So if anybody wants to reach out to me with that, I will give you my IG um, information after this. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I did was I got into tarot readings because I'm kind of on a spiritual journey and learning a lot about spirituality. So I've been studying tarot for a year. I'm a reader mm-hmm. as well. So I've been doing that. And then lastly, I started my own bath brand called Cupcake Game. So I make vegan mm-hmm. bath products. I make Yoni blends so you can do Yoni steaming at home, which is basically steaming your vagina. And it's amazing. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but um, it, it's better. Back hey, home. we got to take care of ourselves. Go ahead. What you, you said what? I said we got to take care of ourselves everywhere. Self-love is the best love. I'm telling you. Self-love, so, baby. Yeah. So um, I noticed with Yoni steaming, since I've been doing it for a year, I don't have any period cramps anymore. I don't have any back pains. My flow is better. I smell better. Um, The times when I did engage in sexual activity, it was amazing. Uh, So it just makes everything better. So um, it's natural (laughs) herbs. Um, I custom blend my own things uh, or own blends, that is, or own kits. I can make it with straight roses. I can add roses, violets, and lavender. I just make all kinds of stuff. So that is part of my brand. My brand is to be girly prissy and feminine but also to have a, a edginess about yourself to be tough to be yeah for the world be determined be confident and that's why i called the cupcake gang and then what made you start doing that like what was the reason for that i know we were talking i know we're still in the parenting situation and we'll finish talking about that but like what did during being in covid was that like your main motivation like to start that company to help other people 
you know, become better and like healthier. Yeah, it was that was one of the reasons, but the other reason was this. So, like I stated before, I've been on a spiritual journey for a year. I'm learning about the chakras and learning about the mm-hmm. different universal laws and just been reading and studying a lot of things and the law of attraction, yeah. Right. And um, yeah, there's also the law of frequency and the law of vibration as well. There's a lot of laws. I have heard of that. Yeah, yes. but <laughs> what it was is that um I did some random chakra tests found out that my sacral chakra was way too high, which deals with sexuality because I could be a horn dog. So um, <laughs> I was like, okay, how do I calm this down? You know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, sex is great and stuff, but it, we got to get things doesn't? done. You can't be in the bed all day long. So yeah. what I- You'll be too sore. <laughs> right. I mean, I would like to be in the bed all day long, but I, I got things to do. So what I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> what I was reading is basically that with the sacral chakra to help balance uh-huh. them out, you have to learn how to be creative. So either get into writing, music, poetry, Blogging. creating things. And I was just like, okay, I've always wanted to create bath products and stuff. I've always been yeah. into makeup. Because that was my thing. I wanted to get into fashion and makeup before mm-hmm. I got in the military, before I went to college, before I even got into human resources. That is what I wanted to do. But I think yeah. if the economy ever went to crap, you know, I got to make money still. So well, You got to have a backup plan. Right. So yeah. I went the military way and in the college route and kind of put my you know hobbies to the side so i yeah covid19 to my advantage but also felt mm-hmm. like this is the time where i can really uh dive into my um recreational endeavors and hobbies and really make things yeah. happen really make shit happen and that's what i did i'm glad it has worked out for you yeah thank okay, you okay so i want to ask you how was labor like I know everybody always says labor is like 16 and 24 hours or whatever, you know, but for you personally, how, how did you feel like, did you, and, a, and then how did you feel afterwards? Okay. So let's get back to the law <laughs> of attraction with this. So uh-huh. this might sound crazy, but every day when I was pregnant, like I hit around seven or eight months, I would pray uh-huh. and I would make a affirmation or confession every day and say that okay. I will have a quick, um, painless labor. Uh-huh. I would say that every day when I woke up, every day when I would go to bed. So one day my dad was helping me with the baby room and I just felt this weird like jolts of pain in my stomach. I kind of bit over a little bit. Like a kick. Uh-huh. And he said, are you okay? And I said, I think I'm having a contraction. So I called my mother and I said, hey, mom, I'm having contractions. You know, I'm here at the house. Daddy's doing the baby room for me. Um, yeah. You know, if something does go down, you guys are going to have to come to my house and get me. This is when I lived in California at the time. Okay. And uh, she said, you're okay. You're not due till June. Which she was right. My due date was June 26th. This was mm-hmm. like May. Yeah, I had Shalom wow. Memorial Day weekend. So when I laid what a down, difference. <laughs> yeah, when I laid down, I started having more pains. So I called one of my friends that just had her baby, and I said, "Hey, I'm having like like pain." She was like, "You might be having this baby tonight." She said, "I would advise you to take a shower." So I took a shower. The pain was uh-huh. gone. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna lay back down, lay back down." Pains again. Got up, took another shower. Then, uh-huh. then I laid back down. Then I started having pains again. So I had to literally oh, wow. stand up. So I noticed that if you lay down or if, or if you sit down, you have a lot of pain. But when you stand up. I did not know that. Yeah. We, you, that's why they encourage the, the girls to get epidural so bad. Because they already, like, they kind of set you up for failure. It's like, hey, lay down. <laughs> hey, sit down. And then the pain accelerates when you're laying down or sitting. But if you're standing up and moving around, you're you're going to be in pain, but it's easier to handle. So. I started doing these little stripper swivels in my bathroom. <laughs> I know that's weird, but 
it was it was really <laughs> weird and then I ended up losing my mucus plug and then I started mm-hmm. bleeding and I said mom I think I'm gonna have this baby tonight I think I need you to come get me and the contractions just accelerated so they went from being like 10 minutes apart to a minute apart that quick wow. and this is this is within four and a half hours so um, I told my dad to come get me he came and got me because I was screaming by that time and, of course, that um, would be too. <laughs> I almost broke his door handle in the car because the pain because oh, they, they sat me down and I was like, please don't sit me down, like let me lay down. He's like, no, you have to sit. And when I sat down, that contraction hit. And it was just like, oh my god. So yeah, um, they got me. Oh, that sounds so scary. <laughs> yeah, they, they took me to their house. Um, I said, put me in the tub because I might have this baby tonight. So they mm-hmm. put me in the tub. They called nine one one because I told them to do it. And the nine one one was like, "You need to lay down." I'm screaming at them and yelling at them, saying, "I don't want to lay down. Shut up." It hurts. <laughs> I was yeah. pulled the shower uh, bar, you know, the shower rod off the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad laid me down in the living room. Actually, my water broke on my dad's feet, so I was so embarrassed because. Oh wow. Yeah, before they put me in the. Like after they took me out of the tub, I started doing those little stripper swivels again in the living room, and I had no underwear on. So my dad walked into the living room, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry that you see me naked, but it is what it is." And then he oh like my grabbed goodness. my <laughs> grabbed my arms to like calm me down, like and like kind of talked to me. And that's when my water broke on his feet, and I was really embarrassed. He's like, like, "Oh, thanks for the water." <laughs> right, and then my eyes started really dilating and stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. "When is the ambulance coming?" And then as soon as they came, I had my daughter about 15 minutes later. Wow. Yeah, she was crowning and I kept telling the the EMT, you know, I feel mm-hmm. her coming and he was like, No, I don't see anything and I was like, No, there's a baby's head and then he shined the light and he's like, I see it and I was and I did four push no three pushes. Mm-hmm. I did three. So I ripped because I was like, I can't um just I can't <laughs> and then push. I was like, She's coming out. So I, yeah. I did three heavy pushes and she came out and she, she, they cut the umbilical cord. They, mm-hmm. um, she laid on my chest. I was all bloody and stuff. And it was a 45 minute drive to the hospital. So she fell asleep on my chest. She was kind of gray because we were kind of like in shock. We got real cold yeah. all of a sudden. So they put her in NICU for a little bit. And then I got to see her like two hours later. But all the nurses were shocked. The doctors were shocked. So I came oh, in everybody bloody. was. I came in bloody with a baby. And I'm like, no, I OG'd that, man. Like, I did that. <laughs> like, like, y'all can't tell me nothing. They wanted to give me meds afterwards. I'm like, I don't need meds. I just had a whole baby. Like, no. And you're like, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Like, how did you feel that skin-to-skin contact for the first time when they laid the baby on you? Like, how was that? It was amazing. I was crying. Because I would get emotional. It was I very like. emotional. I was crying. Uh, I'm not really an emotional person, but... Same. <laughs> at the same time, I I thought I would never have a kid. I didn't plan mm-hmm. on having children. I actually was going to get my tubes tied. And I remember, oh, wow. I remember praying to God, you know, I'm in my 30s now. You know, I'm about to start grad school. You know, if I'm meant to have a kid, you know, before I'm five let me have one if not i'm gonna have to get my tube side at 35 yeah next thing you know i found out i was pregnant so um from the pregnancy to finally having her um it was just a blessing and i'm it's glad like your prayers were answered yeah we had a, a i had a good pregnancy for the most part a good delivery as well um mm-hmm. i just i just felt bossed up at og but i feel like rick frost like oh because it was like <laughs> i just i did that i had to be on meds or anything and it was painful but it was like surprise yeah i survived yeah, yeah. What did you have any um what are like kind of like cravings if you had right pregnancy? Because I know a lot of people always have those like oh if you crave sweets it's a girl or if you crave 
like non-sweets before or whatever due to having like certain cravings that you always gravitate towards all the time. Okay, so I, I miss her. All I wanted was pasta and salads. So I like really? Italian food. Yeah, so I like bread, lasagna, spaghetti, fettuccine, uh-huh. and then like Mexican food and chips. Like can't go on chips. with that, baby. Yeah. Um. Then the middle trimester, I was more into salads and fruit. And uh-huh. then third trimester hit, all I wanted was sweets. And that's when I became a diabetic and stuff. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, I yeah. wanted just, like, tricks and Apple Jacks, Lucky Charms, Cocoa Pebbles. I, I, <laughs> the whole nine yards. Yeah, I wanted soda, which you're not supposed to really drink when you're pregnant. It's just, it's like. It's just, really? Yeah, because of the caffeine. So. Um, I I never thought about that, honestly. Yeah, so it kind of just shift everything just shifted it went from eating pasta and stuff to like straight sugar <laughs> so um i like cupcakes and all kinds of stuff so um it was really when my feet started swelling up and, and yeah and you know i um they were like you know you your sugar's too high and i'm just like look i'm just ready for this baby to come out and i mean i did good on the weight loss thing after the baby i did uh-huh. very well because I'm glad you did. Um, yeah, I lost 15 pounds the day I had. Wow, her. that's good. I already had a waist train trainer in my, uh, you know, travel bag, so I had that uh-huh. sucker on as soon as uh, <laughs> I popped her out. The nurses were like, "Were you on a diet when you were pregnant?" I said, "No." They were like, "You were so <laughs> tiny." And I wore the waist trainer every day. I walked every day, and then the waist trainer. That's helped, awesome. The waist trainer helps with getting the blood and stuff out of your stomach because after you have a baby, you still have blood and stuff in there. That's why you're bloated. So, oh, yeah, so, sure. you have, so you have to, um, you know, push all that stuff out. So I did my mm-hmm. little sits baths where, you know, cause I was, you know, she, um, split me. So I have to sit over like a steam thing and, and, uh, do that. And that's how I got the Yoni steaming later. And then I would wear the waist trainer and I went back to my weight. I was 156 when I was had mm-hmm. her and I went all the way back down to 123. Wow, that's crazy that you can. Because like, you know how there's some people that say after like pregnancy, they're like, oh, I have such a hard time, you know, with like, I can't let go of this baby fat. Or they go into postpartum depression after pregnancy. Like, what would you tell someone that is struggling in that aspect when they just had a baby like two, three months ago? What would you tell them? Like, hey, I know you're dealing with postpartum and, you know, can't lose the baby weight. What would you be like? Your, their motivation pep talk. Okay, so there's two ways with that. Even though uh-huh. I lost the weight and stuff, I still deal with postpartum. So mm-hmm. postpartum comes in different forms. It's, it's not always associated with weight. It could be you feel like your life is over. Um, mm-hmm. You could feel like, you know, all the dreams that I wanted to accomplish before this child, I can't do now. It could be the societal pressures or familial pressures um, regarding of having a baby out of wedlock or just having a baby, period. So yeah. there are so many things running through your mind. Um, as for postpartum, I would say definitely get out the house and get a break. If you're living with family or close to family or even like a good friend, um, mm-hmm. try to make an arrangement of getting a break for your kid. I know for the first few months, you won't be able to really do much because the baby's fresh. You don't want to be around a yeah. lot of people. Um, your wound is open, so you don't want an infection or anything going outside, but Really find things to get into that you really enjoy when the baby sleeps. So you can take naps, you can listen to music, you can draw, write, find hobbies that you enjoy to get your mind off of what's going on and definitely go walking. When you, I think after six weeks, they'll give you the authorization to work out. But mm-hmm. all I did was walk even after I had my daughter. So all I do is wear the waist trainer and walk. 
um, wear makeup. I definitely do your face and makeup. Do your hair differently. Like make yourself yeah. look pretty. Like it's it's time to get back in El Fuego because <laughs> you had the baby already. So yeah, take care to, of yourself. Yeah, it's time to take care of yourself and get back in that mode. Don't let the babies take your whole life away. I think another important factor to add is to also have like a great support system. Like have a group of moms to like you can rely on. You know, yes, it doesn't have to be like your age. You know, it could be like somebody older that already has been through that. Yes, you know, I think that's also another great thing. And I think doing like meal trains because usually a lot of people are don't want to do meal trains, but I think that's also good to do. Like if you don't want to cook or if you just don't feel like doing anything, I think also having that as your support system and telling them, hey. You know, can you do a meal train for me? Can you coordinate like a bunch of people in the neighborhood and bring meals with me? And then when they're sick or something, I can repay that. Yeah. I think that's another like good point to add. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, what has been your favorite thing about parenting? Like, what have you liked so far? My daughter is just. Her name is Sloan, <laughs> by the way, if for everybody that's listening. Um, she's mm-hmm. just amazing. She's so smart. Aww. she's so smart I mean she's a beautiful little girl she's so she smart um, like I said she catches on the instruments fast she's very musically inclined she plays the drums she plays the piano um, me and her yodel together so she, she <laughs> breaks dances to yodeling oh dang um, yeah she tries to read she's into makeup um, I always wanted a girl so really yes so so the fact that I have a girl and we go to the you're nail like salon. my life's complete <laughs> yeah we go to the nail salon together she tries to put my high heels on um she's she's really like sarcastic like I am too um, <laughs> she's reading me yeah it's funny like she has my attitude she might look like her father but she acts like a <laughs> um it, it, it's kind of it can be annoying at times because she can get an attitude and smart mouth but then at the same time it's really fun and I, I think she's taught me really the meaning of love is yeah, she really had. And again, I went through postpartum. So for, I think when I hit month four, I had a hard time bonding with her. Really? So from, so from her being a newborn all the way to now, I've been working on bonding with my child. So, I'm glad. So, so I feel like a lot of parents don't like to bond with their kids. And I don't understand why, you know? I, for me, I felt like my life was over because... You know, I'm used to having a Yorkie and a Chihuahua. So I used to go to the store, they went outside or they chilled in the house in the hallway. Or if yeah. I, you know, went to if, when I was in Cali at the time, when I would say, Hey, I'm going to Vegas this weekend or LA, you're my out. Piece. You're out of my parents can go get, get the dogs and they can chill in their backyard. It, yeah. It's easy. But it's like when you have a kid, it's like you gotta think about them. You gotta load them up the car. Like one eighty. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. It just changes everything. And then like it's days where you're just like, I need a break. And then your kid just busts in your room like the Kool-Aid man and they're like, Mommy, I wanna hang out. And you're like, get away from me, get out of my face. So, yeah. so that that is the thing. And I think it depends on how the person is. There are some people that are really go lucky about kids. They're really mm-hmm. nurturing. Not that I'm nurturing, it's just my I was I'm a career woman. So mm-hmm. before I had my daughter, it was like get money i was like that cardi b you know <laughs> mode, rick ross mode i was like i was about this, this coin so yeah it was like that was that was my that was my ambition that was my motivation to get money to have the best life possible now this yeah. kid here and i'm like okay i can't treat this kid like it's a wrench thrown in the machine i have to treat this kid as a gift and let her grow with me and, yeah. and that is the mindset that i have now 
I'm glad you do. And I, I mean, we learn through our mistakes. We learn through our stuff. And I feel like when we have kids, I feel like even through our worst stuff that we have gone through, it doesn't matter anymore because we're learning new things with them. Um, would you have another child? No, I'm done. Really? I'm done. Yeah, I, I will be 40 in about three years, even though I don't mm-hmm. look it. And uh, um, I, I started the job with Amazon. You know, I'm, I'm trying to become um, HR business partner within two to three years. Um, I'm looking mm-hmm. at getting a house here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Or if they, you know, let give me the opportunity to transfer, um, you know, I might live overseas or live in the States. So um, a kid's going to slow me down more you know, yeah. it's going to slow me down more. So uh, I'm ready to focus back on my career, but be more of a mom too. And then, you know, my daughter is getting older. I want her to start mm-hmm. school soon and things like that. So yeah, I think I'm you're, done. I think I'm done. You're just content. Yeah. I'm, do you think, do you think being a single mom has kind of like been a damper with your dating life? Like, do you think it hurts a little or like, yes is, and what no. do you think? Yes and no. Um, I would say yes, because, um, at the end of the day, and I don't want to sound vulgar when I say this, at the end of the day... Go ahead. And we can cuss on this podcast. <laughs> at the end of the day, men know that if you have a kid from somebody or previous children, that huh. you've already been having sex. You're not a virgin anymore. So yeah. a lot of times when you're a single mom or, you know, you become a target. And I don't care yeah. if you become a single mom through divorce or a single mom because, you know, you and your significant other didn't work out. At the end of the day, every guy wants to smash. So when yeah. they see a baby, they're like, mm, I could probably smash. And it's like, no, you can't. I want you to get to yeah. know me. And I don't even let men see my kid. I don't even really talk about my daughter like that. Not that I'm not, you know, I'm ashamed of her or anything. No. It, it, I feel like, why well, talk about it, my kid? I introduce you to her when you're not even sure if you want to be with me or not. I, I yeah. need to make sure there's going to be 